0: It's time for the October 19th, 2012 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And our little doggie, Molly. He is. He's so happy. He is very he's, he's happy. He's out there in the back barking and barking. Oh yes, mom. Yes, t- my boy. Yes. Oh, his nose is so tweakified. Tweakified. Well, he's just using it a lot. Uh, he's very happy. Is he rooting? Is that what he's doing now or well, is he just is smelling gene? everything? Smelling it's everything. everything. It's like, you know, dogs smell anything. things uh, they smell things differentiated. Yeah. They don't you know, when we smell something, we, we talk about perfumes, we well, we smell a combination of things. That's right and we can't really uh separate out the scents we can a little bit but we can't precisely separate out the scents we don't smell right every I... sing- 10 things right. necessarily that right. the perfume or whatever it is that's in the room mm-hmm. when we smell this room but it's ma- hard for us to to separate say the the smell of the formica From the plastic covers of the CDs, from, from, you know, your skin.
1: And from the bong water that's on the, you can, I can,
0: I sort of can pick up. Is that what that is? Yeah,
1: I pick up that smell a lot Hmm. when I'm in here.
0: That's not allowed here at KUCI, Mark. Oh, well, I'm sorry. sorry. Take your bong water home. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, think, I think he smells your new cologne today, and I think that's why he's dancing around. Well, I was
1: hoping he yeah. would, because, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's got, it's got a little lavender in it. A lavender? We, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. very lavender and some persimmon. Yeah,
0: persimmon. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. A yeah. top note of persimmon? Yes, a Ooh. little top
1: of persimmon there. Uh, so,
0: yes. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank at you a bi national hmm? armaments. Security Research Center in Eastern France. Researchers are working on a sensor to detect vapors of TNT. They're doing it mechanically, okay, speaking, okay, you know, okay. the vapors of mm-hmm.
1: TNT. Mm-hmm. Is that a now, so- is that a song or a band? Yeah, it sounds okay. like it, doesn't
0: it? Or either that, or it sounds like something that you go to the doctor for. You, know? you have the vapors. The vapors of <laughs> TNT. Yes, that would be something that would uh, bring. Fear I de- into a gastroenterologist. I do declare
1: I have the vapors <laughs> of TNT.
0: Yes. And other explosives. Yes. Uh-huh. In very faint amounts, as might emanate from a bomb being smuggled through airport security. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do this mechanically. Mm-hmm. They're using microscopic slivers of silicon covered with forests. That's a very descriptive word. It is. A lot of even smaller tubes of titanium oxide. And they aim to create a device that could supplement, perhaps even supplant. Even supplant, I tell you. The best mobile bomb detector in the business, the sniffer dog that's oh, right Mahler. Well, that's why that' a little bit, a little explains bit concerned it. about this aren't you Mahler yeah uh, well yeah yeah well he does
1: moonlight yeah, yeah, yeah. people may not know that but occasionally yeah. he does uh, when things get a little tight around here we you know send him out for to moonlight at the airport yeah
0: to sniff out sniff out whatever so, he's
1: sniffing out yeah sometimes, sometimes
0: he gets into trouble doesn't yeah, he yeah, does yeah. well he got suspended yeah, 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 that's yeah, right, yeah. He,
1: well that one time yeah. he got suspended for taking <laughs> off with some of the stuff that he was smelling yeah, and, yeah but he uh, did yeah. bring it back so he that was brought good back to us that was nice team, but yeah. it was a, <laughs>
0: so so yeah hey. but, but anyway so that's good wow yeah but anyway as, as it turns out what the, what they have right now uh that they have detectors handheld models that weigh just a few pounds that are used in military that are on the par with dogs for detecting tnt at extremely low extremely low Well, Uh, excellent concentrations. So they're going to, you know, use dogs and these devices. So far, the problem with the dogs, of course, is is you got to got to spend a a lot of time training and all that. And You know how that goes. I mean, (laughs) that can be a real problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Isn't that right, Mahler? Oh, Mahler. Whoa, jeez. See you, scamp. Uh, Well, let's leave Mahler's little. world of sniffing right now, and move on to Syria, mm-hmm. where the government is being accused of continuing to drop cluster bombs on civilian areas in recent attacks on rebel strongholds. Yeah. For those cluster who bombs, don't know, yeah. cluster
1: bombs are outlawed by international agreement. Yep. They are bombs that will release dozens and dozens of other little bombs yeah. that blow up later on yeah. or right away. It just depends on how they're set up. And they're basically designed just to kill civilians because yeah. often after a bomb attack, people gather around to, I don't know, maybe assist the people who are already wounded. Yeah. And then these bombs go off and they kill people there only to aid those people that have been already injured. It's a terrible weapon. Awful, awful thing to use on anyone. Yeah. So.
0: In the new report, that's by Human Rights Watch. They say the regime of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad has used military planes and helicopters to drop the cluster munitions, further endangering civilians with the unexploded bomblets. They call them mm-hmm. bomblets.
1: One of the cool, you know, I shouldn't say. I shouldn't even be facetious. One of the things about these cluster bombs is they tend to release a certain type of shrapnel that's like
0: razors. They just yeah. and they just oh, yeah.
1: cut through people. Yeah. They're not intended to kill any the the, military. The, the,
0: the shrapnel is designed. To kill people, yeah, to injure there, them. It's mean, not like it's just the, thing, yeah. the waste product. They, no. they put the metals together in a way, use metals that will um, yeah. slice into people. Yeah. Also in Syria, human right, rights groups say at least 28,000 people have disappeared in Syria after being abducted by soldiers or militia during the 19-month conflict over there. Turkey, meanwhile, has fired into Syria after a Syrian mortar shell landed just inside its border. So we got, we got tensions in yep, Syria. Yep, yep,
1: yep. It is. It's not getting any better.
0: And we, and we have, a, have a debate coming up next week on foreign policy. On
1: foreign policy. That'll be... Ah, there's a snake <laughs> Oh, my God, me. Nathan. Ah. You scared me. But yeah. you're right. There's a giant snake wrapped around. Where did around. that come from? Back
0: in the yard here. There's crazy stuff going maybe, on. Maybe. You know what?
1: Yeah. You, I, what we need to do is we yeah. need to get Mahler... Uh, He's out in
0: well, bushes right now. Yeah, but maybe he could be a snake sniffer. He could be a snake sniffer. That's a good idea. Yeah,
1: maybe we should train him to snake sniff. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know if it is or not. But...
0: Oh, my. A new study has provided further evidence of the damage of Iraqi public health caused by
1: uh, snake. <laughs> it is bad.
0: A new study has provided further evidence of the damage to Iraqi public health caused by the 2000 U.S. invasion and occupation. So we got studies going on everywhere here. The Bulletin of Environmental Contamination and Toxicology found staggering increases in Iraqi birth defects and miscarriages in the Iraqi cities of Basra and Fallujah. You remember those places.
1: Yeah, those were two of the biggest battles that the U.S. military actually actually waged against the uh, Iraqis back at the beginning of the war.
0: Yeah, in those cities, Iraqi children were found to have elevated levels of mercury and lead, key elements in the manufacturing of bullets and bombs, Overall, the study says U.S. bombings have left a footprint of metal in the population causing a public health yeah. crisis. Yeah. So, you know, our, our little uh, bushy and fun and games of declaring that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction when he didn't is now reverberating throughout the country in, in birth defects. Don't, Perhaps don't, we should send one of those children over to the Bush family as a as a reward.
1: Don't don't forget, don't leave out Dick Cheney. You said Bush, but I really know, Dick, Dick, deserves, Dick deserves, deserves he deserves a own. lot of credit for that. Um, and by yeah. the way, there was another study, and I don't know if you're going to mention this, that the amount of actual casualties, people that have been killed in Iraq since we invaded, is close to six hundred thousand people, by the way.
0: By the way. Yeah. Six hundred thousand people are dead. Well, you know, as long as we're talking about that, huh? Did I cut that story? Well, I did. The, the uh, but I'll, I'll mention it anyway. Uh, the um, the uh, Al Qaeda member who is on trial, the oh, mastermind, yeah. who has Sheikh, said exactly what you said, yeah, okay. which makes you—I
1: I guess I'm a collaborator an or some kind of sympathizer member. of some he sort. Said
0: he, he just pointed out that yeah. you know uh, there's what, them, yeah. three thousand people killed at the World Trade Center, and there's could be. Close to a million killed as a result of yeah. our war that didn't need to happen. And by the it was way, against not the <laughs> enemy Al Qaeda, right? But uh, someone who would benefit the U.S. if he were defeated in terms of yeah. oil supplies. And
1: by the way, I, let it not be mistaken that I somehow would be okay with the despicable, heinous act of killing three thousand people by flying planes into into. Buildings. No, you don't approve of that. I do not, okay. and I think what it was despicable, and those people deserve justice. Uh, but at the same time, six hundred plus thousand. Well, it's, people it's have, a whole different. It's a yeah. whole
0: different issue. We You're can't right. even yeah. tie those two yeah. things together. Yeah. Yeah. In, in people essence, will. What we did. Yeah, <laughs> people, people will did. tie those yeah. two
1: things together, and I. Yes, I just want to make that clear. But
0: eh, the Pentagon and State Department are speeding up efforts to help Libyan government. The Libyan government create an elite commando force. Mm-hmm. So we're still at it. Mm-hmm. This is to counter the country's fractious militias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under the plan, U.S. Special Operations Forces would train about 500 Libyan troops. The Libyan commando force will be designed to counter and defeat terrorist and violent extremist organizations. Or you might just say, people we don't like. <laughs> You know, we uh, yeah, we always like to use those words. Yeah. You know, yeah. terrorists. Terrorists. Extremist. Hey. Yeah. What's more extremist than a Mormon? US Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton assumed responsibility for last month's deadly attack on the US diplomatic mission in Benghazi, Libya. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she ah. did. She did. And then President uh, Obama during the debate said, No, I'm responsible. I mean she works for me, so everyone's assuming responsibility and, and by the way, the, the the right is really trying to make this attack in Benghazi the the new Watergate, the new Monica Lewinsky, if you will. And uh, so far, no good. So far, they keep. I think Barack Obama has done a pretty good job of explaining, in the in the aftermath of a tragedy like this, trying to sort out what's what really happened takes a little bit of time. Yeah and that's been his explanation and it's a plausible explanation not that he's trying to deceive the american people to what end i don't even understand but
0: well perhaps he should have had more security, security. That's true. Now, this and, and was of not. Course, a, by the way, this was could not have an, had more security, I mean, but yeah. you can't predict exactly what's going to happen. And it wasn't like he had quite the warnings that Bush had. Well, and in, also to in, that, regarding Al Qaeda, and, and also to Laden. that point,
1: Benghazi had been a a place where Americans had been welcomed for what they were a part of when they li- when the liberation of Libya occurred. Yeah. it was not as if this was uh, considered to be. Plus. Uh, Ambassador Stevens was not at the embassy. He was at a at an out, what they call a diplomatic outpost. It was not a well-fortified place for him to yeah. be. Why he was there, we'll, we'll find out eventually. But it's not like they stormed an embassy that where a lot of Marines were there. It was unfortunate what happened, yeah. tragic, And but he was not at a place where he was heavily fortified, and he had a habit of going out into the streets. It's it, it a lot of things. There's a lot of factors, and I don't know exactly what the, the eventual truth will be, but... Anyway, there it is.
0: A U.S. businessman dumped about 100 metric tons of iron sulfate into the ocean off the Canadian coast as part of a risky for-profit geoengineering venture that appears to violate two international resolutions. California businessman Russ George dumped the iron to spark an artificial plankton bloom that now appears to stretch up to 10,000 square kilometers. The plankton is supposed to absorb carbon dioxide as part of the controversial tactic called ocean fertilization that could produce profitable carbon credits. And that's what I think think George is hoping for. But scientists have raised concerns that the process could irreparably damage ocean life and might even worsen global warming. So this whole process was done illegally, and it might make things worse. In the meantime, he might get carbon credits. George has previously failed to conduct similar Dumps near Galapagos and the Canary Islands. He was trying to go there and do that. But the Spanish and Ecuadorian governments barred his vessels. So, to to recap. And, so and this, this happened in July. July. West coast of Canada. Yeah. That would be up by us if you were going straight up north. Uh, where it actually, the uh, Haida Nation there said it was touted, touted as a salmon enhancement project. Oh, is that right? That's how it. You know they were being sold as bill of goods.
1: So they pour a bunch of iron. Is this what iron sulfate? Sulfate. Uh-huh. So it causes the plankton to reproduce very quickly, rapidly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just going to say this for this. I have no idea. This this could be extremely dangerous and irresponsible. It probably is, but maybe there's a version of this that in sort of in in applied. Because we're losing plankton. I have no idea. Maybe, oh, yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. this is... We're losing it, lots of stuff. Yeah. Maybe there is some something to engineering an improvement in the plankton in that would help. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just saying this. Yeah, well, right. I, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I, and I, I'm,
0: I'm also wondering, you know, uh, perhaps there is a, uh, a, a large multi- international corporation that doesn't want to see Russ George succeed at this because yeah, yeah. they have a particular... Uh, Chemical mixture other than iron sulfate that right. they want to see right. used for this very purpose. Right. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. And and I guess in you know in I assume I believe that global climate change, global warming is occurring, and I keep holding out the hope that there is some kind of a emerging technology that will allow the planet. We can help the planet, in some way. Rebuild some of these sort of biosystems. Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe, this is a little sliver of hope in all of that. Uh, in my fantasy, that that could actually happen. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uruguay Senate passed a measure legalizing first trimester abortions. That should be signed into law very soon, making Ur- Uruguay one of the few Latin American countries to allow abortions for any reason. Yeah, they were seeking. An abortion would need to explain their case before a panel of health care professionals. This sounds ominous, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. Hear about alternatives such as adoption and then wait for five days. Yeah. And this... you know
1: you know, there'll be a couple of Catholic priests on the panel. Uh-huh. You just know there will be.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: And it sounds like a step forward and then it sounds like a half step, at least a half step back. So we'll see.
0: Scientists have demonstrated that injections of youthful blood
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: carry rejuvenating qualities, <laughs> at least for gray-whiskered mice.
1: Ah, well, that's encouraging.
0: Researchers <laughs> believe that the same might hold true for humans, suggesting that, like diseases like Alzheimer's, okay, and indeed, aging itself. <laughs> might be prevented through the transfusion of young blood
1: well this was as uh, bram stoker was right uh-huh. apparently right he was or in some way he just didn't know the science that, that he was unleashing but there you go <clears throat> and actually there's some stem cell research going on uh, not even stem cell am i saying that correctly cell research that is yeah. that is allowing people their own cells to rejuvenate and uh, also to cure, to begin to really attack certain diseases of aging. Yeah. That uh, there's some real promise of, like, anyway. Oh, that's it. A... I'm
0: going to go out and get me some youthful blood tonight. Yeah. Oh, e- oh speaking of abortion. A charity in Belfast prepared to open Ireland's first abortion facility. Ireland's first abortion the facility. abortion—the first one. Yeah, I what, don't wait, know how. how well, let this me look is at my calendar. Let yeah, me, how I long listen. that's going to be around? Wow. What is the need for this clinic? Asked a Protestant lawmaker. There couldn't possibly be one. <laughs> Good call, Protestant <laughs> uh, lawmaker. Wow, well, first one. Yeah, here's a quick one for you. God. A woman aqua-biking off the French Riviera was attacked by an octopus. I like that because it's just, you know. Octa-octa? Octopus. Well, aqua Aqua-biking. Aqua yeah, I got you. She's, she's there kind on of an aqua-bike.
1: I got you. She's out there riding around. Ride I assume like around. in a paddle
0: bike. Yeah, I think of, that's yeah. what it is. Right. This is a fad, I guess, over Probably. there in the French Riviera. Where you, right, need... Some sort of health fad. Right. And I'm then sure. an octopus, like, literally jumps out and grabs her. Or, you know, wraps a, her, his one of his tentacles around her. To...
1: Completely anecdotal, yeah. but I've seen octopus. <laughs> I remember the time where I, know, yeah. I was
0: once aqua biking. The,
1: I had a great time with an octopus. Oh, God, this was back in college, and I, yeah. I'd rather not go into detail, but yeah. there's a lot of tentacles involved. Just, I'm just going to say that. And, no, I've seen them. very. They're very intelligent. Octopus. Yes, they are. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen them in action, and their ability to kind of figure things out and get out yeah. of situations
0: is quite striking. Mm-hmm. And so I took a sociology class from one of them in Irvine <laughs> well, here. Yeah, so, well, so there you at go. The university. I'm
1: happy, yeah, that's
0: uh, must has been fascinating. Uh-huh. Norway is set to double its carbon tax on its North Sea oil industry. What? This, yeah, they're going to double its carbon tax. Those
1: crazy socialists. They're going to set up
0: a 1.6 billion dollar fund to help combat or combat the damaging impacts of climate change in the developing world. What do you think?
1: I think that's fantastic, but 1.6 doesn't sound like a lot of money. Well, for Norway.
0: It is. In one of the most radical climate programs yet by an oil producing nation, the Norwegian government has proposed to double its carbon tax on offshore oil companies. Norway will put an extra 1.6 billion into its funds for climate change mitigation, renewable energy, food security in developing countries, and conversion to low-carbon energy sources. The scale of these initiatives will pose a significant political challenge to other oil-producing nations.
1: Yes, it will. Hopefully. Who
0: are also investing in low-carbon technologies and cutting their own emissions, but not yet investing heavily in tackling the impacts of climate change on developing countries. And that's the important thing here, what yeah. Norway is doing.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, Trying to help out those who we are impacting who have done absolutely nothing to right. bring the right. situation upon themselves. Right. A Russian anti-gay organization in St. Petersburg called for an investigation into milk labeled with rainbows. <laughs> okay. That's all I got uh, international. Oh, I got a couple. I, yeah. I got a
1: couple because uh I the Israelis. Always one of my uh favorite uh Topics. The Israeli, a newly re- released document showed the Israeli uh, government calculated the pre- precise number of calories that residents of the Gaza Strip would need in order to avoid malnutrition during a strict Israeli blockade that lasted until 2010. An yeah. Israeli military spokesman said that the mathematical formula was created to avoid a humanitarian crisis, but denied it was ever used to restrict food. In Gaza, that is just so contrary to Israeli yeah. policy regarding gaza i mean it it's a lie it's a lie they I think they understood, and this is again, I keep saying this, the strategy I think the Israelis are trying to employ in Gaza is to just make it so miserable that people will just leave and not, not come back and that that and this is kind of another piece of that puzzle to me yeah yeah, so there uh, Israel skipped a uh, a conference by the french uh, the British and the German governments. Uh, that for uh, uh, on a nuclear-free Middle East. Ooh. Now, the uh, the official Israeli policy is to not to deny that they have any nuclear weapons, but it's common wisdom that they have at least two hundred nuclear weapons. So, uh, just a little bit of uh, you know, we're, they're not going to, I guess, not show up because then they would. Israel have to, said they don't have any. They said uh, their official policy is that they do not have any nuclear weapons, and the rest of the world knows. Well, that's my
0: official policy. That's your, yeah. yeah it's funny, I didn't know I had anything in common with Israel, but well, there see, you go. But oh.
1: Nathan Callahan in his garage, I've seen him Wait, working. But can
0: on... everybody have an official policy so, like that? I, I... <laughs> you know, so, say the U.S.
1: So, when, so what do you mean,
0: nuclear so, weapons?
1: Which is fine. And I, I, I mean, I, that's your policy. And I'm, I don't want to see Iran get a nuclear weapon. But let's keep it in context here. The Israelis have over 200. Yeah, I, Iran wants a nuclear weapon. And everyone in the world says they should
0: All we're able to find in Iran is uh, weapons grade—not weapons grade, but uh, plutonium that's used for uh, nuclear power, for right. a nuclear power plants, right, for right. electricity. That's what we're finding there. Right. That they're using it for, right. which makes sense.
1: Right. And by the way, for those who say, "Well, they have a lot of oil. Why do they need nuclear power?" The fact is, is they rely so heavily and totally on. On uh, oil exports, exports. To, to support their economy, they virtually do not allocate much for domestic use. No. In fact, they do really have, there is a rationale for having another source of power. I wish it wasn't nuclear, which was solar instead, but that's not my choice. And that's, uh, so there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Contrary to our policy in regards to energy, or at least yeah. our policy during the last, you know, w- most of the last. 50 years, Right. there are little shining moments when greater presidents such as Carter were around yes. promoting yes. Uh, alternative energy. Yeah. Yeah. Our policy uh, has been uh, not to look to the future, and they're taking advantage of that.
1: And just one more point on this subject for me, and that is those um, almost all of the plants that were built, nuclear power plants that were built, were built in the 70s and by and by their design intent they were they were built to last about 40 years well guess what we're at the end of a 40 year cycle for almost all of our our nuclear power plants what are we going to do how much is this More. going to cost well how much is it going to cost to upgrade retrofit whatever it is we need to do in the meantime when we could be spending and everyone's complaining, oh, my God, Solera, Solandra, we wasted a half a billion dollars. is horrible. It is horrible. But how about if we take a couple $10 billion well, and build? We,
0: we gave money to the company, Solandra, yeah. to, to uh, do research and development into yeah. solar energy, yeah. and, and they went bankrupt. I don't even I know what happened, to be honest banks, with you. Yeah. Maybe
1: there's something nefarious going on. But the point is, is that they should they could easily, we should be allocating that kind of money. A far less than it will cost to retrofit nuclear reactors to build up our renewable resources for energy.
0: Okay, Mahler, get over here. Come on. Oh, yeah, he's ready. Give me the E. Give me that E. Oh, yeah, give me the E, Mahler. Give me it again. What's that spell, Mahler? Drones. <laughs> Drones in the news. Yeah, (laughs) drones in the news. You know, he really loves to do that with
1: you. You guys bond over that quite a bit.
0: Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of the Lebanese militant group and political party Hezbollah, Mm -hmm. you know, hear about them, Mm -hmm. declared that his fighters had assembled and piloted a drone that flew 35 miles into Israel. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. calling the flight an unprecedented achievement in the history of the resistance. He said this in a uh, 50-minute speech that was televised and said the drone, which was shot down by Israeli forces, had been designed in Iran and assembled by Hezbollah experts in Lebanon. It is our right to send other drones whenever we want, he said, noting that Israel often violates Lebanese airspace. Mm -hmm. Uh
1: They do. They do, and Israel is one of the bigger uh, manufacturers
0: of drones, so they, I'm yep. sure they
1: have more than their share.
0: Also in Drones in the News, mm-hmm. a U.S. drone attack on a farmhouse in southern Yemen killed nine people, mm-hmm. suspected of being militants. That's okay. all we can they say. they were suspected.
1: Yeah. Were, you mean they were of a certain age is what you mean to say. Yeah, and they were men. And they were men.
0: Uh, residents said they found the remains of nine bodies, including a senior al-Qaeda military official. Because that's what they were told to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, in drones in the news, hundreds of people rallied outside Hofstra University. Yeah, at the presidential debate, we'll get into that in just a moment. Probably some of the issues that were uh, to uh, talk about a lot of the issues that were excluded from the debate ba- debate, including drones. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Yeah. NASA, you know the. NASA people, yeah, yeah. they're considering setting up a $1.5 million bounty for anyone who can develop an autonomous drone capable of safely navigating the crowded skies above the U.S. In other words, they're looking for uh, some sort of system that they can detect other drones and other planes oh, right. and, and do their own drone flying, in other words. Yes. Yeah. I was wondering figure about figure out how to avoid crashing into other drones. I can imagine the skies filled with drones trying to avoid each other. Yeah. You know, there there are all, all their systems are going at it. Yeah. It's gonna be I, uh, ultimately it's not fail safe, you know? Well, One drone's gonna be turning to avoid another drone and there might be a checkmate situation up there where nowhere to go. You're I'm gone. wondering
1: I was just gonna say, I'm wondering what'll happen when the first drone lands in a you know, playground somewhere and kills a couple of kids. Because
0: I, I don't know. This is just this thing. Well, is... yeah, you know, It's kind of morbid, but it could land in all sorts of places. Right. You know, it could could land at the Hollywood Bowl. Right. No. And then. Now, I, yeah, you're right. To point, just, your point. All of a sudden, it's it, that would be I'd like that a lot more. It just kind of fly <laughs> yeah. into the bowl and people were they'd finally get a taste of what some people would probably like it. They get a taste of what it was like. Some people would probably think this is the greatest thing ever. Well, we, Others would feel it, a little bit paranoid. Yeah, if I it think.
1: happened during a Pink Floyd concert, yeah, uh, concert, then maybe no one would, you know, even notice. They're still around, huh? They're some version of them. Some I version? think, yeah, one of them is wow. two of them are still Pink alive. Floyd. Yeah, Pink Floyd. They show uh, up. Yeah, so uh, yeah, and Pink Floyd. Uh, well, I'm saying if it happened at a Pink Floyd concert, the concertgoers this... may not maybe notice it as as, as as an anomaly, anomaly and might think it was part of the show is what I, I see. point with Well,
0: that would hold true with any show, I believe. Well, that, Maybe that's where Celine Dion, fly. you think,
1: would have a drone attack during her show? Especially
0: Celine Dion. Celine D- <laughs> well, okay. Well, drone. She's
1: really, really, she's Ceylon, gone young. Celine Drone? Yeah, she's gone for a younger demographic, apparently. Yeah, drone strikes. Celine stri-
0: Drone. <laughs> Ceylon. Okay. Celine Drone. <laughs> Celine Dion. Yes. She's gone. She's gone. Pink to... Floyd, you said like two, you, you mentioned two uh, musical um, commodities the, uh, that older, should not be mentioned. That an older station.
1: demographic, would you say? Well, not a, just... older, dead demographic.
0: <laughs> ah, and let's move into politics uh, right. where President Obama and Republican challenger Mitt Romney faced off in the second of three presidential debates this Tuesday night at Hofstra University with a series of sharp exchanges and over. over domestic and foreign policy. The debate's town hall format saw audience members asking pre-approved questions. Yes. Yeah. So, so. By moderator Candy Crowley. Yes, Candy Crowley. (laughs) (laughs) While President Obama was criticized for his lukewarm performance in the first debate earlier this month, Mm -hmm. he appeared more aggressive. This time around... Ooh. Times challenging Romney over the truthfulness of his claims, yeah, of all his claims. Yeah, yes, he did. He really said, he, Prove it. They talked about Libya, yeah, and uh, that—that's what got uh, old uh, Romney into trouble there. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you saw that exchange, his, but his guffaw, his guffaw, because he had his Perry Mason moment. He did. Yeah, he he, he thought all of a sudden <laughs> on his own, he thought he had he had won the whole. Well, that the would... whole kit and caboodle. That... He had caught Obama in the yeah. big lie. Yeah. You didn't call that a no. terrorist attack no. That you the didn't. next day. You didn't. Let's, no. It Even was... though you said you did right now, you never called it a terrorist <laughs> attack the next day. Wait a second, he <laughs> da, said. Da, and da. he looked at the cameras. <laughs> and he looked at everyone in the audience. <laughs> I've got him now. Uh... And then Candy Crowley said, well, yeah, he did. I think she was just getting tired of being interrupted. I think think that's my take on it. She was just getting and honestly, it was Romney who was interrupting without any sort of apologies or he just ran right over her. Obama would back off. He'd he'd talk over her. But then he said then he would agree with her and say, I'd be more than happy to do that back away. Romney was the one who was talking over her. And and I think that's a reflection of his uh, opinion of women.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also throw in the elixir of uh, his privileged position in life, and he's not used to someone telling him no. I think yeah. that's some of it, and yeah. disdain for women. I think generally. Uh, by the I don't way, know his disdain. I, I, I think they just, he just thinks just of them as place. Uh, yeah, in, in his in his world. Um, I did notice that a couple of times. Just to your point, um, that he actually would say, "No, I believe it's my turn to talk," and yeah. just kind of then just start talking, without. Asking, you know, is this okay? Or just didn't he didn't yeah. defer to anyone? You're right. It was you, point well taken. He just kind of
0: and, and he I, talked about what his uh, joy books.
1: He did talk about his well. He he did in a manner of speaking. We don't know, and I I can't look into the mind and heart of of Romney. But his other guffaw, his other uh, faux pas, was that he started uh, talking, touting his term as governor of the state of Massachusetts, in which. Uh, The question came up about women uh, contraception, access to health care and access to, quote unquote, free contraception. Which is part of you? What you'd pay for an in insurance? So it's not free. But anyway, so this came up, and he immediately leaped to, "Well, we help women all the time when we were in Massachusetts." And he's talking
0: about staffing. It's there staffing. Were the, yeah.
1: There were the the uh, we took it upon ourselves to hire more women in in my administration. Uh, and we were, you know, some study cited us as one of the best in in the country. Not true.
0: In fact before well, he, he had binders of women.
1: In fact, yeah. what the case was was a, a group uh, uh, before he even took office. Came to him and said, "There aren't an, there aren't any women in government. We want you. We want you to work on this." Yeah, it wasn't his urging. He took it upon like he took yeah. it upon himself. Yeah. And the second thing is, he mentioned we had binders full of women. Binders. Binders full of women. Well, apparently, a lot of people. What does that mean? And there's been sort of this
0: yeah, internet it's a kind of a clumsy way to say uh, there were
1: lots of qualified the, 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 women.
0: Yeah, plenty of qualified women right. that we were looking into for positions and. and Quali- uh, yeah.
1: Qualified women yeah. to be in those positions.
0: They weren't. They were, yeah, binders. Well, it kind of makes them sound like, like, what, what do they do there in Mormonism? Polygamy.
1: Polygamy. Apparently, they keep, they keep their women in binders. There's some. There's this thing called joy books. Joy books. A- and they're handed. They're uh, they're common among people who believe in polygamy in the Mormon faith, and they they are binders full of pictures of women who would be eligible or likely or potential extra wives. Uh-huh. The, your bonus wife or two, and uh, so that may or may not have been some sort of Freudian slip or some sort of you know a uh, 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 an unconscious reference to those, and that's kind of taken on a little bit of its own life. I want to say were one, they in binders? They're actually in binders, not huh? the women themselves. Obviously, oh I understand pictures. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I actually went online and saw a binder of potential wives of Mormon wives. Uh-huh. I just want to say one thing about that comment. What he said and how he said it sounded to me like a ringing endorsement of affirmative action, Yeah. which he has basically distanced himself. He's rejected as a concept, but the, he said it in exactly the same phrasing, phrasing that you would use to describe affirmative action. We went out and looked for uh, qualified women to fill these positions. Yeah. Okay, that's all.
0: Uh, you know, China was brought up in that debate, too. Just for what it's yeah. worth.
1: He's a China basher now. He's a,
0: Yeah, Romney was. But China responded to that saying, uh, if President Romney was determined to keep his words by throwing punitive tax tariffs against Chinese products exported to the U.S. market on day one, then China would be forced to fight back and his administration, Romney's, would be in the midst of a global trade war. That's what China said.
1: So, And also the yeah. people who hold a lot of our debt. Yeah, exactly. They might just start selling it to you know to whoever. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Okay.
0: It wouldn't be good. Supreme Court paved the way for voters in Ohio to cast ballots on the three days before the presidential election. <sighs> they got rid of. Is, are you okay with? Yeah, that? I'm fine. Kinda... I'm just
1: I'm, I'm anxious. You're you're bringing up some anxious things for me yeah. here.
0: New government data reveals that the number of violent crimes in the United States increased 18%, 18% last year. First time in a long time. A long time. But, you know, there's, there's a way around that if you want to spin this a particular way. I don't even think it's really spinning it. Um, the incident of rape, sexual assault, and robbery remained largely unchanged. The, um, the increase in violent crime was due to the increase in the number of assaults, which rose 25%. And property crime was up eleven percent. So, you know, there was different types that that actually went up. Household burglaries rose fourteen percent, number of thefts jumped by ten percent. The Statistics Bureau said the increases in twenty eleven were so large primarily because those crime totals were compared to compared to historically low levels of crime yes. in 2010 that's so right. you're doing exactly one of the right. best years ever in 2010 against not one of the worst years right it's just that it jumped up because we had a, a great year in uh, in 2010 and right. it jumped up in right. 2011 and, violent crime has fallen by 65 percent since 1993 right that's one way to look at this whole right and, and of also wax.
1: the economy has got to have some bearing on an increase in property crime I, yeah. I just think people are yeah. More people are poor. More yeah. people are doing things to put food in their mouths, and some of it's illegal. And uh, and so.
0: Yeah. And may I also say that uh, we have servicemen returning. Many and, of those servicemen were were not exactly what you would call of the highest quality when they uh, well, and were,
1: and their mental stability has yeah. probably been shaken yeah. a bit since they got.
0: Well, you know, the bar was lowered. We talked right. about that right. when, when when they were recruiting for right. Iraq.
1: Yeah, they rec- they lowered the requirements. And also, they they took away some of the, uh, what used to be considered a negative jail time yeah. as a disqualification. Yeah. Now, maybe, maybe, you know...
0: It, so if those people are coming back? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Uh, what else we got here? U.S. court overturned the terrorism conviction of Osama bin Laden's former driver and bodyguard, hmm. Salim Ahmed Hamdan,
1: the guy that didn't basically do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He, he drove didn't do him anything
0: around, and, and this is actually a good deal. Yeah, I think so. It uh, strikes the biggest blow yet against the legitimacy of the Guantanamo military commissions, which have for for years been trying people for a supposed war crime that, in fact, is not a war crime at all. That, mm-hmm. according to the ACLU. Yeep you have any uh, domestic stuff you want to get No, into? you know, I, I, no. There's that uh, Federal Reserve Building attempt. Oh, yeah. By a Bangladeshi man who was attempted to blow it up. Yeah, he, blo- he tried to blow it up. They had a sting operation going. Right. They, they actually uh, sold him some not explosive explosives. Mm-hmm. So he actually thought he was blowing up the building when, in fact, he was detonating nothing.
1: Yes. That's yes, kind of fun. yes, yes.
0: Uh... FBI. We can thank the FBI for that. Yeah. Uh, Citigroup CEO Vikram Pandit stepped down in a surprise move following reported tensions with the bank's board. Pandit was recredited with guiding Citigroup through a nationwide financial cl- crisis. Uh, but meanwhile, Citigroup shareholders rejected a $15 million pay package for him. Yeah. Eee. Okay, um, you know Newsweek's going out of yeah uh, yeah it yeah. won't be on the newsstands anymore. It'll be a, just a digital version. Yeah. it's kind of sad only because it was kind it was iconic.
1: Yes. Yeah. Time magazine and Newsweek were were sort of a, of a, of an era the 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 magazines of choice if you wanted to know what
0: was going on in the world. Yeah, that's and what I said. No longer.
1: Uh, what? Yeah.
0: Well, what? well, it's a little bit sad at Newsweek going out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Is that, and you have nothing else, so I'm ready to hit and finally here. A See, man, and finally, and finally, are you okay? Yeah. And finally, a man in Mobile, Alabama, pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting a miniature horse named Ebony Ice. He did what? He assaulted a miniature horse. Named Ebony Ice. Sexually assaulted. Sexually. Oh, yes. I guess it's not vanilla ice, it's ebony ice. I don't know what's going on here. I saw
1: him interviewed, yes. Really? Yes. Go ahead, go ahead. This is great. This just gets better. Go ahead.
0: Well, it's pretty disturbing. Probably top 10 disturbing case, said the judge. Joe Rusty Johnson. (laughs) Well, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, when When your judge has got a nickname, you know you're in trouble. Especially when it's a sexual assault case. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't get that name, Rusty, for nothing. You're not getting out soon. Yeah.
1: That's what you will be by the time you get out of jail. You'll be Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: The attorney for uh, the man who sexually assaulted the miniature horse, (laughs) his name was uh, Robert Cowboy Bob Clark. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah. you've got two guys yeah, with
0: Rusty nicknames. Yeah, Rusty and Cowboy Bobber. You're are, not getting out soon. I'm we're just going you, at it. Yeah, pretty.
1: He's probably pretty mad because well, the other guy's got a better nickname than he does. Well, yeah,
0: but he was he was defending. Okay. Yeah. The the, oh, okay. the uh, miniature horse. Right. Sexual assaulter. Okay. And in his defense, he said, "Well, the horse isn't able to procreate." <laughs> so, so. <laughs>